0: Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts. And today on the program, Rabbi Schneider explains how we can combat our human tendencies toward wickedness. Times are changing, but true worship will always be the same, and obedience to God and His Word. And today, Rabbi Schneider is going to show us why we need to stop thinking we can be fulfilled by the world. Our message is titled, A License to Sin. And it's just one part of a larger study on our journey through the Book of Romans. And if you've missed any of the message, you can catch up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, here is Rabbi Schneider from the Forest of Colorado.
1: Shalom uvricha, beloved ones, peace and blessings. We are in the midst of a study through the Book of Romans. And we're going to pick up today in chapter number two. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but Baruch Hashem, prays the name of the Lord. The word of God abides forever. Hear the word of God. Paul says, therefore, you have no excuse. Every one of you who passes judgment in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge, practice the same things. And so we're shifting gears from chapter one and Paul is calling us now to look at ourselves. He's first of all saying to us this is sin we're identifying it in the world but now we're saying if we judge other people we become guilty ourselves because in judging others we condemn ourselves because we are doing the same thing that we judge other people for. I mean this is something that we really need to cultivate in our heart in our awareness. In our thought life and in our speech, we need to be very careful about judging. Jesus said, judge not and ye shall not be judged. I don't know about you, but every single day I have to make a decision to hold my tongue, to guard my lips. Conversation happens and you can just feel the energy of the conversation drawing you into gossip or wanting to draw you in to saying an accusation against somebody, and you have to resist it. You have to resist being in agreement against other people. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. And then Paul goes on to say this, and we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, O man, when you pass judgment, on those who practice such things and do the same yourself that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? In other words, so many people that are believers are experiencing God's love towards them and patience towards them And they misinterpret that as a license to sin. It's like a child that doesn't get disciplined. They misinterpret their parents' love for them as feeling they can do anything they want to do without consequences. But Paul's saying, no, the reason God is showing you love is because he's hoping that the love that he's showing you will draw you to his heart. And don't you realize... That if you judge other people when God is forgiving you, it's going to bring his wrath upon you. So listen again. For do you suppose this, oh man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and then do the same things yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness? In other words, it's kind of like thinking that because God hasn't judged me yet, Because I've just experienced his goodness, he's never going to judge me. Paul says, oh, no. He's only showing you gentleness now in hopes that his gentle touch in your life will soften your heart to him and lead you to repentance, which in turn will cause you to guard your mouth and not judge people. So he says, Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each person according to his deeds. Once again, this is the gospel. Paul is proclaiming the gospel. He began the book of Romans by saying that he had been sent as a messenger of Yeshua to proclaim the gospel, and that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And how does he begin his gospel presentation? By talking about the wickedness in the earth, helping us to become aware of it so that we'll repent and change our ways. He goes on to say here that Jesus is coming back soon in verse number six. And when he does, he will render to each person according to his deeds. We need to remember this, beloved. We need to be disciplining ourselves so that we're walking in the Spirit and not giving ourselves license to do what we want to do. Paul earlier was saying, You don't have license to give into your passions. Then he said, you don't have license to give into a depraved mind. Now he's saying you don't have license or freedom to practice this type of behavior because God is coming back and he's going to render to each person according to what he's done. I want to help you understand something, beloved. This world is not your home. Our experience on earth is very temporary. This is just a testing place for us. If we'll practice Obedience here, not that we're perfect, but we're striving to obey, to be Jesus' disciples. We're going to be rewarded when he returns. That's when our best life now is, not on this earth. On this earth, we're instructed to deny ungodliness and practice the truth. You see, the problem in the church today is we don't have an eternal mindset. We have a temporal mindset. We think everything is now. Oftentimes all we're looking for is an experience in the here and in the now, wanting to satisfy ourselves now. But beloved, that's not what we're called to look for in this earth. Think about the life of Jesus. Jesus walked upon the earth rejected, beat on, spitten. He said the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lie his head. You think about the church fathers and what they went through. No, our best life now is not on this earth. On this earth, we're being tested. It's a proving ground. We're storing up reward for when Jesus returns. So Paul says here, Jesus is coming back in verse six, who will render to each person according to his deeds to those who by perseverance in doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality. They're going to receive All the blessings of eternal life. But to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey in righteousness, their inheritance at the soon return of Jesus, Paul says, is wrath and indignation. We need to be ready to suffer a bit for Jesus in this world and stop thinking that we can satisfy ourselves or be fulfilled by the things of this world. The things of this world can never fulfill us. So we should stop trying to use this world to fulfill us and we should instead be living for Jesus.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And now Rabbi has a special message for our monthly partners.
1: Shalom, my beloved Mishbocha, that's Hebrew for family, my beloved monthly partners. I wanna thank you from the depths of my heart for financially supporting this ministry. Your contribution is truly making a difference. It's a partnership because without you, we can't get the word out. Because of you, we are seeing people come to faith every single week we get testimonies of people being healed of physical problems even delivered of things like depression suicide homosexuality you name it god sends forth his word and it doesn't return void thank you for letting us broadcast the kingdom through television radio podcast youtube amazon apple roku and more i couldn't do without you thank you for your love and financial support
0: Like Rabbi said, we couldn't do this without you. Thank you. And now back to today's message.
1: Paul says this, verse nine. There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Again, he's speaking about the reward, but glory and honor and peace to everyone who does good. When? Not right now. Think about the apostles. They were martyred, hung upside down, boiled in oil, beaten. I've been saying this shipwrecked. Not right now. Now we're living for Jesus. Once again, beloved, part of the deception in the church today, and some of it comes from the New Age movement, which has seeped into the church, is that Christian people or people that, you know, believe in Jesus, even if the Jesus they believe in is not the real historical Jesus, They're thinking what they should expect is that God is going to give them everything in this world and that will make them happy. But the Bible says in the book of 1 John, all that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life, it's not from the Father, but from the world. You see, the New Age theology that's gotten into the church, it's made it about now. Everything's about the now. And so, especially the younger generation, all they're looking for, listen, is an experience in the now. They go to church and all they're looking for is an experience to feel good when the worship's going. Frankly, sometimes I look around and I see everybody almost in a frenzy with the worship music and I'm asking myself, God, is this you that they're feeling? or have they just worked themselves up into an emotional state, the same way they would at a rock concert. Because true discipleship and true worship goes way beyond getting goosebumps when the worship music's playing. True worship is obedience. It's a lifestyle. It's waking up in the morning as a soldier of the cross, as a soldier of Christ, To say, I put you before me, Lord. I'm going to follow you today. I'm going to deny myself. I'm not going to ask myself what my plans are. I'm going to ask what your plans are. I'm not going to do what I want. I'm going to ask what you want. I want to be like Jesus that said, not my will, but thy will be done. Father, I want to be like Yeshua that did nothing apart from you. You see, it's a different gospel. Today, people are just looking to be fulfilled in the now. But Jesus said, Everyone that wants to be my disciple must pick up his cross, deny himself, and follow me. Do you see the two Gospels? On the one Gospel that we're hearing oftentimes now, it's all about God giving us everything in the world so we can live our best life now. But the Gospel that Paul preached is that we deny ourselves worldly lust. We live for Jesus, we have an eternal mindset, and that our best life comes not in this world, which the Bible says we're strangers and pilgrims in, but our best life comes at Jesus' return when he rewards us for all that we've done out of our love for him. Beloved, come on, come on with me now. Let's use common sense here. Let's reject that which is not of God and receive the solid written truth. This is the gospel. It's recorded for the saints once and for all. It doesn't matter what's acceptable to man today. It doesn't matter what's acceptable in Christian culture today. Times are always changing. What matters is what does the eternal word of God say? The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God abides forever. Then Paul goes on to say, continuing here in verse number 11, "...for there is no partiality with God." For all who have sinned, what's going to happen here is Paul's going to go on to tell us now, you know what, you guys are all guilty. I'm telling you to do good, but I'm telling you now, you're going to find out that we're all guilty and we desperately need Jesus. We need to repent and turn our lives completely over to Jesus because you're all guilty and in danger of God's wrath. And so let's see what he does here. He says, for there is no partiality with God For all who have sinned without the law, this is the Gentiles, those that did not receive the Ten Commandments during the time of Paul's writings, the Gentiles did not have the law. For there is no partiality with God. For all who have sinned without the law, the whole Torah, will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. So he's looking at the world and he's dividing the world into two classes, Jew and Gentile. Those of the Gentile world that sinned against God without the law. And we're going to see that they sinned against God, even though they didn't have the law, because they went against their conscience. And the Holy Spirit was bearing them witness in their conscience about right and wrong. But they rejected the truth and still know what was wrong. So Gentiles are guilty for sitting against their conscience and Jews are guilty because they had the written Torah and they sinned against that. The whole world, Paul's about to say, is guilty. Why is he doing that? Because he's preparing us to receive Jesus. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are just before God, In other words, just because the Jewish people heard the law, that doesn't make them just, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law do instinctively the things of the law, these not having the law are a law to themselves, in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience-bearing witness, and their thoughts alternatingly accusing or else defending them. On the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through christ jesus and so paul is just going to continue on now by saying to the jewish person listen don't think that you're better than the gentile just because you've heard the law just because you've heard it doesn't make you right and by the way there are gentiles that have never heard the law and yet they're doing those things that the law has instructed and they're more righteous than you but paul is going to continue to tell us there's no righteous before god whether jew or gentile, No, not one. And so as he continues here, he says this. On the day, he says, this is all gonna be revealed, when according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. Beloved, what's the point of all this? When I first came to know the Lord back in 1978 as a Jewish person, frankly, I was raised in a conservative synagogue And I did not have a deep revelation of sin. I just knew that I was lost when Jesus appeared to me, that I was confused, that I was desperate. And when Jesus appeared to me, I knew that God loved me, that He was alive, that Jesus was the way to Him, and that Jesus was the way out of where I was living. He was the way out of fear and depression and confusion. And I started devouring the Word of God. But you know what happened? the longer I journeyed with Jesus the more deeply I became convicted of my own sin and now after walking with Yeshua after walking with God the longer I've walked with him the more convicted of sin I am I mean I've been cleansed of so many things but I'm more convicted of sin now even though I'm much more quote righteous or cleansed than I was in 1978 But the work of the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin so we can be cleansed. Do you understand that Jesus came to deliver you from your sin, not just to give you everything that you want from the world? That his real mission is to save his people from their sin? When he was born, the angel appeared to Mary and said, you shall call him Yeshua, for you shall save his people from their sin. Father, we ask You for a spirit of conviction so that You will show us what in our soul needs to be cleansed so we can be washed of it by the blood of Jesus and transformed by the living Spirit of God and become pleasing to You in all our ways.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and to take your study of the Book of Romans deeper on your own, be sure to download Rabbi Schneider's study notes online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And hey, while you're there, make sure to take a look at all the great messianic content and resources, like rabbis' books, articles, and videos. We offer these resources just because, as we learned today, it's time. to get serious about declaring that Jesus is the only way to the Father. So let me ask you this, are you proclaiming the truth and sharing it with the people around you? You know, that's a big part of our mission here, and it's a big part of the reason that we're declaring February as Partner Month. Not only are we reaching our family and friends, but we're going all the way around the world to places like Israel, Africa, Ukraine, Russia, and beyond. And we would love for you to partner with us today. We want to share the truth of what God has done for us as we equip believers, mobilize the church, and evangelize the world. And now here's Rabbi Schneider to tell us more.
1: Beloved, because of you, we're able to preach the Gospel as it was originally given by the Apostle Paul. Many of you that are watching today realize that there needs to be a correction in the message that's being proclaimed. By preaching through the Book of Romans line by line, we're getting a balanced understanding of what the Gospel message really is, and people need to hear this truth. You see, Yeshua gave us commission, and the commission was to preach the gospel to all creation. And the gospel that needs to be preached, beloved, is the gospel that you're hearing through your financial support millions around the globe are hearing the good news of Messiah Jesus and you know what beloved in participating with this ministry you are playing a part in preparing the earth's atmosphere for King Jesus' return and you're being obedient to what he told you to do which is to spread the good news of his coming return thank you for your financial support as you're being blessed by this ministry I would simply ask you beloved to support it with your finances because it's a spiritual law of the kingdom.
0: Let me explain how you can respond to rabbi today. First, you can partner with us online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give a financial gift over the phone when you call 800-777-7835. As a token of our appreciation for your financial gifts, we'll send you the latest copy of our newsletter, and it's filled with exclusive content, ministry updates, and there's even a letter from Rabbi's wife, Cynthia. Rabbi and Cynthia have such a heart to reach people all over the world, so please reach out to us today. You can also send your monthly gifts in the mail by writing to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield Mission. Michigan 49228. And then if you would also like to get a fresh dose of inspiration and encouragement each week, be sure to sign up to receive our Seeds of Revelation weekly devotional. This free Friday email is delivered automatically to your email inbox. So sign up when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider to speak a blessing over us before we close today.
1: In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. <laughs> Yah Yahweh Panavellah Cha Vikhuna Cha Yahweh Panavellah Cha Veasem Le Cha
0: I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider asks a very serious and important question. Are you fully saved? That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.